Hey, what's up, Black Knight Nation? This is Sal Interdonato. This is a post-game reaction to Army's 21-14 win over Air Force in overtime. The CIC trophy is going back to West Point. And we have quite the panel here today. We have uh, Connor Crean, we have Jordan Horvath, and we have Steve Anderson to talk to recap this game. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by former Army fullback Joe Ross. We thank Higher Echelon for sponsoring this podcast. And Guys, man, what a what a game. What a game and what a finish. And if you were to tell me that Booby Law would have the game-winning touchdown in, <laughs> to, to bring home the Commander-in-Chief's trophy, I would have said impossible. But I guess that it, just give us your – guys, we'll go around the board. Just give us all your reactions to this, to this game and this win. I would say excited, to say the least, is the first emotion that comes to mind. A little bit of relief. When we were up 14-3 and got that interception, you know, thinking we might go up 21-3 and really put this thing away, had me feeling one, one sort of way. But then you, you remember in these games, it really does come down to the full 60 minutes, and in this case, 60 minutes plus, that even being up 14-3 with the opportunity to go up 21-3 still wasn't enough. So it was uh, certainly – had the ability to take a few years off my life, but happy with the win. <laughs> happy, happy to beat those guys. I, I, I just don't like them at all, even a little bit. Uh, so I'm happy to get that W. Hard fought. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree with everything Con said. It really was a roller coaster of emotions. You know, first half zero zero. It's like, all right, you know, we're, we're playing well. They're playing well, and then we opened it up. You know, start of the third quarter, and I was like, oh man, you know, running the air raid out here. Like, what is this Army team? And then exactly what Khan said, you know, oh, we're going to go up 21 to three. Could we even go up, you know, more than that? Like, what's going to happen? I was looking at, you know, late in the third quarter, like, you know, I'm trying to do math in my head. And then it, it kind of crashed back down. And I was like, oh, man, I remember when we lost to Fordham. We you know, snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. Like, is that going to happen again? Um, and thankfully, it didn't happen. You know, we had the grit and the perseverance to get it done. And coaches called the right plays. And officials didn't, didn't call the <laughs> – officials helped us out a little bit. Um, after calling against us the whole game. So, overall, just very happy we won. Yeah, Sal, for me, uh, love seeing us open up to Austin right off the bat uh, in the first quarter. Getting him involved early was uh, was key. At least, you know, that's what we talked about pregame. Uh, my Army plus two and a half, under 37 and a half, looked real good. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. So, uh if you, if you didn't do that, uh, you, you missed out on a great opportunity. So my, my brother-in-law sent me that at like, you know, seven o'clock this morning. And I was like, oh, I'm taking that. So, uh, but yeah, roller coaster. Um, I was it. I was watching the game uh, for the first quarter that I caught the fourth and uh, the overtime. I had some Little League basketball games, but I'll tell you what, um, you know, you kind of started off, Sal, by saying, you know, you didn't, you know, if you would, if, if we would have told you we would have had a lineman with the touchdown, with the, with the win, you know, you would have never saw that coming. But in these types of games, everybody has a chance to step up at any point. It happens all the time, every year. And that guy just was fighting to the whistle and he just happened to pop into his hands. It's just great um, seeing the refs make the right call on the field um, and not get distracted by another typical Air Force play where it's like, oh, I came away with the ball in the end zone. Nah. No, nah, you didn't. 21-14, bro. Go to the sideline. Yeah, and uh, you know the other thing I would say is, is credit to Coach Woody and especially Coach Davis. 
their game plans and their game, uh, their, their play calling was really very impressive. I thought certainly yeah. not conventional in terms of what we normally do, but they adjusted to what the game was calling for. And we, you know, we made things happen. Uh, a lot of guys making a lot of good plays, certainly Andre Carter, with that that tip ball and that redirection, oh my god! Like you can't teach that, really. You know that was just instinctual, and to have the length to to, to make that, and and really, I think Sal, we were talking about before we started, like Air Force had the momentum. That's kind of why I never really felt like Air Force got the momentum at any point, because even when seemingly they they were going after that momentum, we were going to be there to make a play, which we did each and every time today. Yeah, Jabari Moore, right? Uh, last year, he has that interception in the end zone in Army's win at Mikey Stadium. And today, last play, Jabari Moore knocks the pass away. I mean, Steve, textbook, right? I mean, that's a textbook play right there. So, I was trying to show you my chills just thinking about it. I mean, I was, <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. I got I got chills on my neck. I had on my arms right now. Um, that, uh, you know, the announcers kind of made, that, made the, the, the point where, like, hey, you got to, as a receiver there, you got to really sell the out to come back in on that slant if you're even going to have a chance. And man, I'll tell you what, just watching that replay and watching it live, the 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 hand, the offhand placement, the the bat down placement of the hand, the eyes locked in, his position. I mean, that's what you see at camps. That's how they teach you how to play the slant. You know, just over the top in case he catches it, you 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 tackle him, and you know, I think we all know. He, was, he didn't care about the tackle there. He was going to bat that ball down, get a P.I. call. He didn't care. But, man, great position. Uh, you know, that whole that whole series, you know, Andre Carter with a huge play uh, to start the series. And then, you know, he kind of slipped on the third down where they made that long third and, you know, 18-yard conversion where he almost had another one. Uh, but that guy is just, man, when we need a play or we need pressure, uh, Andre Carter's there every time, and it's uh, gosh. And I thought he was gonna make a play right in the beginning when he tipped that pitch. I thought, and yeah. you know, they ultimately yeah. covered it, but you know, he was right in the backfield right there, so he he was poised to make some plays all day. We're lucky that he's on our side, yeah. I mean, the defense, I mean. I guess the stars of this game are the offensive line, right? And the defense, because the first touchdown, Tyre Tyler's touchdown, give Mason Kolenchek an assist on that, right? Mm -hmm. He He literally just carried him across 10 yards across the goal line. It was great. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, pretty steady play from from the uh, defense. I mean, the offense. I mean, guys, um, man, I don't know why. This is such a great win for Army, but I, I have to say that, I thought Isaiah Austin could have had a bigger day today. I mean, I thought that they could have thrown the ball basically almost any time they wanted to him. And I thought maybe it got a little conservative. You know, when the Carter, uh, the pick to Cam Jones, I thought they got a little conservative there. They could have drove the nail in there, and they went on the ground a little bit where it was tough sledding a little bit at this game. But um, uh, good good, good, good game throwing the ball today from Army, right? I mean, so I got to step in. I'm, I'm looking at the numbers right now. In our offense, Isaiah had four receptions, some pretty big ones too, for 79 yards, averaging 19.8. I'd yeah. say that's a pretty big day. You know, For an maybe, Army receiver, that's yeah, unheard of. <laughs> I, would, I would give him a lot of credit. And then obviously Tyrell Robinson with two receptions for 118 yards. Yeah. You know, they, they made the plays when they needed to make the play. Obviously, you know, you want them to catch every single ball thrown their way, but that's Sometimes you got to give a little credit to the defense for making a play because, you know, they're trying as well. But I thought Isaiah uh, played well. And, and again, I, you know, I, I liked our play calling. At no point today did I really think like, gosh, I don't understand why we're calling certain plays. Okay. 
it really I, I personally I thought and Jordan Steve you step in let me know I thought we called the game based on what Air Force was giving us and you know ultimately executed enough to win yeah no I yeah. think to Sal's point he's saying four receptions for 79 yards you know that's five for 20 if we or five for 100 if we if we try to force it a little more to him but I I agree with you we there was no really forcing uh, offensive play calls today. You know, we weren't shoving the dive down their throat. Um, we weren't making – we weren't, like, calling pitch plays, you know, called pitch plays. We, You know, I, I agree, Sal. I think Isaiah could have had more catches, but at the same time, you know, there, there's a certain – you know, there, there's so much emotion in this game, and there's so much – there's so much more around that um, – you know, what we feel comfortable doing is just playing our offense to what we're used to doing. And I feel like at least the majority of the game I saw, the, you know, and you mentioned it before, the offensive line, those guys were working every play. Ten yards downfield. Didn't matter. Those guys were engaged. Uh, almost to a point, you know, we almost – we almost got in trouble uh, when our defensive lineman almost got a flag at the end there. But wow. uh, that was uh, we got lucky, and um, you know I, I felt like uh, you know we might have taken another another shot there at the end of regulation. Um, I felt like Isaiah could have you know fought for that ball a little harder. It looked like he was a little off balance when he when he hopped up. Um, and uh, it looked like the ball was a little inside too. Yeah, yeah. Tug, Tug, Tug Tug it looked a little inside. Um, but man, I. Uh, I think two one got paid today on that. Uh, just Robinson alone on that that breakaway speed. I mean, God, those guys. I mean, Sal, we were talking at pregame. There ain't nobody catching him. He he wants yeah. to caught once he got in the open field. Uh, so it was a uh, that was a great play to, to catch up on and, and see us uh, take it to the house there. Somebody was saying on Twitter that hey, we needed the Wake Forest game to show us that we had some offensive weapons. You did not at the beginning of the season. You had Isaiah Austin, you had Terrell Robinson. These guys are different. You know, these guys are different guys this year, and it's just a matter of getting them involved in the offense. Simple, simple. It took them yeah. a while to get Isaiah involved. Now he has a catch in four straight games. Um, you know he's a weapon. Now you can't. I don't know a corner that could, Wake Forest didn't have anybody to really match him. That's a that's a number nine team in the country. You know so. Um, Maybe you should have taken advantage of it a little bit. Uh, let's stop. I, I, I was being like, you know, this trying to play uh, armchair uh, offensive <laughs> coordinator, guys. Let's talk about a little bit more of this game. And I guess, like, I just saw 108 yards rushing for Army. So not really the recipe for success normally in victories, but you, you win your – you take the commander-in-chief's trophy home for the fourth time in five years. I mean, man, and you see after the game, and you see Pete Dawkins in the middle of the alma mater – and you, you find out a lot. And Steve and Connor, you can talk about this. And Jordan, you can talk about this too, being a grad. That means a hell of a lot when you can bring that trophy back to West Point. Yeah, and I mean, none of us had that opportunity, to my knowledge. So it's 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 awesome to see, see it coming back. I noticed there was another trophy. I guess there's the Commander's Classic Trophy now, which – Yeah, it's cute, like they do I the – whatever. The Secretary's Cup or whatever at, at Army-Navy, it's it's the same thing, I think. Yeah, so at least – I mean, the Secretary's Cup's been around for a long time. Well, sure. Like, <laughs> this little Commander's Cup, and I, I mean, I, I'd like to hear what you guys think. I think it's a huge advantage for Air Force when they play at home because I do think the altitude helps them. So the fact that they've – agreed to a neutral site this year and then again next year it's kind of surprising personally i didn't love it 
I mean, that didn't look like it was a great venue for a football game, despite what CBS kept trying to tell us and, and how great it was. I didn't think it looked that great. It looked like our sideline. I think it was our sideline. The, the stands behind our sideline were seemingly 30 yards away. I don't think baseball stadiums lend yeah. themselves. Um, but, you know, if, if this is going to bring revenue to the school and, and to our athletic program, then I'm all for that, I guess. Yeah, I think from a business standpoint, it makes sense. You know, to your point, it's always weird when there's a baseball, you know, a rectangle in a diamond kind of thing. Um, however, it, it's just it's easier to get to Dallas than it is to get to West Point or Colorado Springs. And then yeah. I know a ton of classes had reunions and stuff this weekend. And so, mm-hmm. you know, from an alumni standpoint, I, I think that's advantageous as well as just, you know, from a revenue standpoint. So I don't know where we're going to do it after two years, but I do like the fact that, you know, we take away this year a home game from Air Force, we take it away, and then we also take away that altitude advantage. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry about it. Yeah, I'll tell you, altitude's real. I'm out here in Colorado Springs now. Just just moved out here. I'm at Fort Carson now, and uh, you know my my two mile time's about 90 seconds slower. So um, it, it's no joke. Yeah. Um, but just like you said there, Sal, Pete Dawkins, okay, 1958 grad. All right, in the middle at the alma mater, Army Air Force for the CIC. It fucking matters, man. It'll matter mm-hmm. to the end of the time of old grads that always come. You know, they, they showed a little bit. They showed some people in Kuwait watching the game. They showed um, Air Force and Army guys watching the game in, in Kuwait. And um, I'll tell you, you know, I, you know the, venues, the venue is what the venue is, right? Money's going money, to make that decision every single time, and that's fine. But you're going to have guys all across the world chiming in, uh, reaching out, trying to find Army bars, Army get-togethers to watch these games, and it just means something different, especially when in November we can take home the CIC. So, um, love seeing. I got a chance to to escort Pete Dawkins around uh, the hundred first. Um, you know, he was War Eagle Six uh, back in the day, uh, which is now uh, Rakasan Brigade, which is the brigade I'm in was in, uh, and he was our guest speaker. Just phenomenal man uh, and, and means a whole lot to this program. And uh, it just it just means it. It's important and uh, just love seeing us take it back. And it's it's it feels good. Uh, my heart, my heart's still up a little bit. I'm still a little jacked up, but uh, hopefully I can uh, kind of get after some yeah. do list this afternoon to bring my heart rate back down. <laughs> I, I was I, I pulled I pulled the muscle on my neck like jumping around and screaming in my living room and it's just me my sister and my fiance I, I I like I can't a game like this if I'm not there I can't be around a lot of people uh, it just doesn't bode well for me I gotta be kind of mostly by myself uh, and that's to Steve's point that I have no matter how much I scream at my TV I have no effect on the game one way or another but that doesn't prevent me from having that emotion. And that doesn't prevent me from still feeling visceral reactions to how the game played out. Uh, so I, I completely agree with what Steve said there. And, you know, it, not just Pete Dawkins. There was, I'm sure there were plenty, plenty of other gentlemen, former players on the sidelines that we just didn't see. And I, I saw some folks on social media that are very prominent Army football players tweeting about it and, and getting involved in the game. It just – it's just different. And that – I mean, I don't want to speak for Steve and Jordan, but that disdain that we have for Air Force seemingly does not relent 
I, I really, I just cannot stand them, you know, being around Navy guys. And I, I, you know, I work with some Navy guys begrudgingly, but they're all right. I can stomach them. I just cannot stomach these Air Force players. Sorry. They are so entitled and self-righteous and they just think they're better than everybody. And as much as I try to like bury the hatchet and get past it and like, maybe we'll be friends. They just, it, there's just something about them that just gets under your skin and you just can't be around them. I don't know what it is. Right. Right. There, uh, right. There's no mistake. They're, they're great Americans, right? They're doing uh, something that not a lot of people would do, but. Man, when you're talking the inner circles of uh, the academy personalities, it just whatever it is, I don't know. I can't really, you know, I know Jordan alluded to it, and maybe that's it, but there is just something about them that I just cannot stand. So I, I, I coach third grade Judy's, football. Whatever you want to call them, uh, they're just, uh, you know, it's always good to, to, to get a dub against the uh, Air Force. I coached third grade football with a guy who played football linebacker at Air Force. And the only reason I can stand being around him is because he crossed commission in the Marine Corps. And he was a Marine Corps infantryman. So he's not like the stereotypical Zoomy. So that, I guess that makes it okay. But those guys yeah, who I just, mean, not, you know, Colorado I, Springs, I, I, aviators. I cross, no. I cross uh, more Air Force grads. Um, and it's kind of like the Army, right? Like I'm not the same person I was as a, as a cadet. So a lot of those guys mature. Um, but yeah, I, I, I found out the other day I was, um, coaching, uh, little league football, uh, their season ended, but I had, I was coaching with the punter for air force that happened to play the same years as I played. Right. And we, we got along. Okay. But I was still like, I don't know if I can trust this guy to be a hundred percent. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I remember uh, back in the day, Stephen, your time, Victor Eugenie, I was asking him, I did a bunch of questions with him about the rivalry, and he was saying about what the summers are like for Air Force cadets compared to what the summers are like for, for West Point guys. And he was just saying, they're sitting behind a desk. I mean, they're marching some, you know, they're marching somewhere on post or something, uh, and we're out here, you know, doing our military training. And that was like, right away, that 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 I knew, and that was early in my career covering the team, and I knew like, right away, this is not Army-Navy this is something different. And I guess they want to try to, uh, with the, with the, um, having it at a neutral site, they want to kind of brand it that way. But, um, nah, I mean, like you said, guys, great to come away with a win. Um, some of the other takes, I mean, I guess, um, you know, army pretty much, like you said, stayed to his philosophy on offense. They went for it on fourth down one time, didn't get it. I mean, that was a little bit of a mo- momentum change there, but, I mean, it's just the mentality in these games that Munkin has, right? That he's got to figures, he's got to uh, take away some clock and um, you know try to keep the ball away from Air Force's offense the most he could. I mean, it worked out in the end. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that the offense played well enough to win, and defense played great, right? I mean, the defense played great. So I, yeah, I really no, just I, think it's, it's just a like culture, in, just like in any um, you know Air Force Army, you know, any game, right? Possessions are key. Um, so anytime you find yourself in that position to where you can not necessarily steal an extra possession, but you get it on fourth down, you know, you're essentially stealing a possession from the other team. Cause you know, there's going to be about, you know, at least three to four minutes of yours, just, just running another three to four plays. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, for the most part, uh, yeah, he, you know, I'll tell you another great, um, uh, you know, just to bring up your point con is, uh, I'll tell you what was cool is watching Coach Kawika or Ben Kawika um, marching the sideline uh, next to Coach Munkin. That was a really cool moment for me, at least just watching 
you know, one of my biggest mentors, uh, make his presence known on the sideline. I, I have, uh, can't say enough, uh, about that guy. So, uh, but yeah, yeah and I mean, where you're talking about Ben, I mean, that that's a guy who was around, you know, and, and, you know, a captain of a, some, some really good army teams and understands what it takes to win, what it takes to beat air force. So just having someone like that around these players, granted when he was playing, these kids weren't even alive, but it doesn't <laughs> matter because you can feel that energy that just is oozing from his body and you can take something from that. Having people like that, having people like Mike V, who I watched put an Air Force player into the ground on a block on a touchdown when we beat them in 2005, having those guys around, it is a difference maker for our, for our current players. Yeah, so Ben Kawika, I believe, still is undefeated against Air Force. I'm pretty sure that they didn't lose when he was a player. Steve, did you beat them in prep school year or no? Uh, we didn't play Air Force prep. Uh, okay. We, we I, I don't think he's – I don't think he's lost to Air Force. I could be wrong. I haven't fact-checked that. But I, something in my head, I remember that he – I thought he went undefeated. Them, uh, maybe I'm thinking Navy. I'm probably thinking Navy because I don't think we've had this – we haven't – Army hasn't had the success that they've had in recent years over Air Force. Right, Connor? I mean, it's been – No. You know, so I'm wrong there. It's Navy that he hasn't lost to. But, I mean, this is yeah. – Yeah, I'm wrong there. My bad. But, I mean – um. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, having a guy like him on the sidelines and um, a great mentor. And and now, um, wow, now I guess, you, the, like we talked about, the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy comes back to West Point, but the mission's not really done yet, right? You still got Navy at the end of the year. You definitely don't want to – That that's the biggest game of the year. You know, you, We can say that this was the biggest game of the year. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the biggest game of the year. You want to um, defeat Navy and um, capture the title, not retain it, right? Exactly. We, we, you know, I'm very excited, obviously, and happy that we won today, but we don't want to just settle for, oh, we get to house this trophy. We want to win that trophy. So it is very much the mission is only half complete right now. Yeah, it really comes down to, you know, what happens on December 11th. Um, you know, we're back at Mikey Stadium for the next two games. Hopefully we get an easy win against uh, Bucknell and then UMass, you know, seven and three going into Liberty. You know, toss up, obviously, you know, going to pick Army. So, eight and three going into, you know, against Navy. But if we lose to Navy, it doesn't matter. We, we, we could basically lose every game on the schedule, you know, if we lose to Navy. Or, um, so really want to make sure that we're, we're focusing on that. And like Connor said, um, yeah, getting to house it for another year is great. But when they get to go and they get to etch, you know, 2021 on the side of that trophy on the Army side next to the mule, that, that's what's really cool. Yeah, it's also uh, it's going to be great. Um, these guys now have that feeling that they can pull that experience they can pull from, um, you know, against Navy, um, having played in a neutral site against Air Force, big game, um, that kind of thing. And just to echo what these guys says, uh, you know, Sal, we talked about it in the pregame. I, I truly believe this is where we turn the corner. We run the table. You know, we had our little skid of, of three games, but uh, looking at our schedule. Looking at our mentality coming out of this game, I don't think we're all going to look back at all. I think we've now tasted what it feels like to be a champion, right? You know, you, you can say, you know, we haven't won it yet, but right now, you know, you know, we're, we're the defending champion right now in the CIC. So someone's going to have to beat us to take that away. And we, we've got that taste in our mouth. Um, you know, we're, we've got that look in our eyes, and I think we're, uh, we're running this table. And I think 
you know, one, come Navy, neutral site, game time. I think we're, you know, we're in good shape uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually to, to take what we need to do during that game. Yeah. We, talk, we talked about earlier this week how Coach Munkin moved the Commander-in-Chief's trophy from Kimsey Center to the locker room to just kind of remind the players. Not, I don't know if it was a reminder, but just so the players can see it every day before practice. And now to have that go back, um, I'm sure maybe it goes into the locker room for, for for early next week and maybe they can bring it back where recruits. This is, guys, I just wanted to mention this too. This is a big game for recruits too, right, recruiting-wise, because you know Army, Air Force, and Navy are going after a lot of the same guys. I know Texas is a big recruiting state for all three schools, and you got to have. I bet you there were recruits in the stands, no doubt, that were watching this game. And when you see Army continuing its winning ways in in the Service Academy uh, rivalry, uh, that's got to be good for recruiting. Um, it's a game that they have in Texas, right? They usually play a game in Texas every year, so so I guess you know we'll take uh, they take the neutral site game in Texas over anywhere else, maybe just has to help recruiting. And um, it's a win win. It's a win win all around. Uh, after this game, right? It's a lot of celebration, a lot, um, you know, give a lot of credit to where it's due. Like we did, um, any, any other um, parts of the game or any kind of uh, players you guys would like to mention? Um, mention? I, I just want to give a shout out to Brent Davis again. I know Khan's kind of hit on that. You know, typically what we see in, especially these service Academy rivalry games is very conservative play calling and throughout the season really really until you know the second half of Wisconsin slash Wake Forest we've seen very conservative play calling on offense and sometimes that has been great and that's worked well but a lot of times we've kind of looked back at the games and you know we, we could have done more um Wisconsin uh you know second half really kind of played lights out and then you know took the emergency break off and just kind of you know put metal to metal against Wake Forest and we saw what this offense can really do almost 600 yards offense so it was good you know this week to see we opened up conservatively played conservatively the first half and then started the second half we just started throwing the football and we got yardage we got points and then um I thought we he uh called a fantastic game and played aggressively when he needed to and then did put us in dangerous positions later on in the game you know, throwing unnecessary, unnecessarily or stuff like that. And when it happens, you know, we get a three and out, like it stinks. But at the same time, I would rather get a three and out running than throw an interception or get a pick six because we're trying to be aggressive and, you know, give the ball away and give the game up. Yeah, I don't I, – I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to think when the last time that we had more passing yards than rushing yards and won the game. But, mm -hmm. again, that's that's what the game called for. And we're all close enough to the program that we know that we have players – who can make these plays? And we know we yeah. can throw the ball effectively. I, I kind of not scoff, but you know, everyone just kind of watches these games. If you're not too familiar with either school and you see us throwing the ball and we're like, Whoa, gee golly, Army can throw the ball. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah. And Where have you like, been? Oh, right. And, and I think all the, all the kids on the team wearing the uniforms, they're not surprised by this. They're not surprised in the least uh, because they know what they're capable of. And I, I think, uh, it's important. It goes a long way for their confidence, obviously, against Wake Forest to score, score all those points. But today, again, where they weren't giving us much with the run, and, and we threw the ball a lot, and we threw the ball well, uh, and, uh, you know, we were successful with that. And I think that does bode well for the rest of the season, talking about what Steve's saying in terms of running that table. You know, th this puts us in a really good position. You know, one game at a time, but this is a huge – confidence booster not just because it's air force and you get the the cic win but the fashion in which we did it i think gives these kids a huge boost coming back to mikey next week don't be surprised if we hang 80 
on Bucknell next week. Bold. Yeah, I, I, you know, everybody looks at, you know, to kind of go back to the point Con made and Jordan, everybody kind of looks at football as like if you throw the ball 20 times and you run the ball 20 times, you're a balanced offense, right? And then the triple option offense, right, this, we kind of have like our balance is a little different because it's about fullback give, it's about quarterback takes, it's about pitching it to the outside, it's about hitting the slot, hitting the wide receiver, right? So, like, we kind of have, like, a different set of balance that we have to kind of look at. So, like, even though we've run the ball, you know, 40 times a game and we only throw the ball 10 times, right, those 40 runs are different than just up the gut every time. So, it, yeah. we play our best offense when we are balanced, when we give the dive, we do the belly G, we do the QB follow, we do the QB take, right? We get the pitch to the outside, we hit the slot for a couple times, throw a couple slants, hit the fade back shoulder route, right? That's the balance that we like to see. And today, we were well-balanced. We play, made the right play calls in the right situations to make our guys successful. Just like Khan said, we all know we've got the players to make those plays. Um, no surprise to us when we come down with the reception or the slot back takes it to the house or the fullback gets it on fourth and one and does a scorpion and almost breaks his back, right? Like, that's a big boy going over the top like that, man. I was, I was a little concerned at a moment, but uh, I'll tell you what, we need one uh, – hey, we need one yard. I know we give him the ball to every single time. Absolutely. Uh, um, I ha- I, guys, I have to cut out of here. It was awesome. Love seeing the end of victory. Sal, you know what I'm going to sign off with. Beat Navy. Let's go. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Steve. Steve. Last and last thing I'll say, it comes as no surprise to me. It might come as a surprise to others. It comes as no surprise to me that Isaiah Alston is a baller, being that he's a Jersey kid. So just, just putting that out there. Hey, Con- Connor, true, true that. I'm I'm Jersey Jersey pride here too. Hey, just real, just real quick before we go off, I just want to um, just give Andre Carter even more props from that play. Right, that's a that's a trick play for Air Force, right? And to almost be sold on it to recover on that play. And to make to, to make that tip, I tweeted it. There might not be a linebacker in the country that can make that play. I don't know. Not many. You can't teach that length and that and that instinct. And I was I was texting. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants me to put it out there. I, I was texting somebody who's who spent some time in in, in the NFL, and, and he said that that's a kid who'll be in the NFL. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that was that was an impressive play. Uh, many impressive plays by the defense, and the offense gets it done. Here, guys, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Jordan and Connor, thanks so much for joining us. Army wins 21-14 over Air Force. The Commander-in-Chief's Trophy is coming back to West Point for the fourth time in five years. Guys, you want to give uh, where we can find you before we sign off? Yeah, I'm uh, at Captain Cons. If you care to listen, I'm uh, at 0 Blog 30 over there at Barstool Sports uh, Military Podcast. Uh, but at Captain Cons, anywhere you can find me. Yeah, and I'm uh, at Ask for Football, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, running the Ask for Football podcast. We do Army football analysis and also do a roundtable show, just all college football. So, Sal, thanks for having us on. Uh, appreciate the partnership and cons. Always good to see you. And I think you're coming on our show in a couple weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I think so. So I'll see you then, Jordan. Okay. And, Sal, thanks for uh, thanks for shooting me a note and getting me on uh, to talk about the win. Very excited. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Great time, guys. Thanks for, thanks for the listen. See you. Thanks, Sal. Beat Navy.